Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Figuring out where you fit into this world is hard enough. But when your parents come from different cultures with different backgrounds, it can make it that much more confusing. I want to say this straight up. But Arian Pearson has done some pretty incredible things. He's from Nullumboy. He was born here and he grew up here until high school when he went to an international boarding school near Bow Desert in Queensland. Arian's mother is Jungle and his father is white. And in this conversation, he speaks about his strong connection with the land, his love of music, as a producer at the Molka Project and an accomplished musician. He was a member of the hugely popular band East Journey. Arian is also passionate about community development and is currently the chair of Lirui Tourism. If you feel like being inspired, this episode is definitely worth a listen. Now, just to get things rolling, a little bit of housekeeping. First up, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. My name's Monica O'Hanlon, and you could say... I'm a bit of a sticky beak. I just love hearing people's stories because it's true what they say. Everyone's got one. I work at Gove FM in northeast Arnhem Land in the NT. It's one of the most remote and unspoilt parts of Australia. If you're someone who isn't familiar with it, here's what you need to know. The Yungle people are the traditional owners of this region Their vibrant culture dates back more than 40,000 years. The hub, where I live, is called Nullumboy, a town created on the Gove Peninsula after the establishment of the bauxite mine. You're probably asking, what's the purpose of this podcast? I've met so many weird and wonderful people, whether they're from here or just passing through. I want to know how their path led them to this tiny little dot on the map and it would be my absolute pleasure to share it with you. Do you have any, like, favourite memories from your childhood or any, like, standout moments that are always going to, like, stick with you? I guess, like, growing up here, I always, always knew I was really connected with my culture. I was sort of deep inside. I really wanted to, you know, learn more and gradually you know, just get to know more about my culture and because I was sort of separated from that when my parents were separated. Okay. So I grew up with my father and went to boarding school. So a lot of lot of the knowledge uh, I had lost, even my language. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was, um, for me, there was something calling out saying, come back. And I, and I just wanted to come back and get back to my roots again. Yeah. Yeah, so... So your mum, Meraki, is a young woman. She's incredible and she's really well known in the region and in Australia for that matter. And your father is white. And uh, so I guess you kind of grew up between those two worlds as well. Uh, but you spent most of your childhood living with your dad. Is that right? Yeah, it was a bit rough, you know, like 
the, the court system back then, you know, parents fighting over their children and totally. custody. And I, I was pretty young at the time, so I didn't know what was really happening. But then um, my, my father just really wanted me to get a good education. And um, I, I think they both wanted that. But, yeah, I think also my mother wanted me to learn, you know, the cultural side of of me, or who I am, my identity, where I come from. So, yeah, it was, it was tough, you know. Like, uh, I, yeah, I grew up just thinking about wow, where do I belong in the world sort of thing. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good to come back home, really. It's just sort of I really connected again. Your mum is uh, like a, an advocate, isn't she, for like learning in language and c- keeping the traditional language alive. She's yeah. written like heaps of books and stuff, hey? Yeah, along with her sisters. So they've yeah. like started they're writing books with Sydney Macquarie University. Wow. And uh, so cultural books and you know, books full of knowledge and in different different areas, like Welcome to My Country explains about the people at Barca and how we connect to the country and, and language and but uh, yeah, she's always been she's always been uh, very active in both ways learning she's uh she she really believes in that so she she is the director at Yurikala community school is that right yeah or, so or principal principal yeah so yeah. she's a principal at, out there she's been there a few years now yeah cool and so i i heard that they do kind of like you said like they learn on land and they learn traditional stuff and then they come in into the classrooms and kind of learn uh western yeah so it's it's a they try to balance the the learning curriculum so they learn about their culture and language and so they try to balance it balance it out both ways so um when the child grows up to have some uh i guess knowledge of what they want to achieve in the future as well as like uh, learning their cultural side as well yeah that's yeah. cool and keeping that keeping that within them and uh, being strong yeah, that's awesome. Uh, did you go through any like I know that you said that your dad brought you up, but did you still go through like the different ceremonies and traditions? Yeah, well, that that's a lot of things I had to catch up on. As I, I guess when I came back, I, I went you know went into ceremony and learnt a lot of you know the songs and and the dances, Ooh. and uh, so I, I sort of had to catch up on that. So. It wasn't. It was really good to have family all around me, and like they were very supportive. And I learned. I learned my language. It sort of just came back to me, and you know, my brothers, and that taught me, you know, a lot of the songs. And and uh, yeah, I just, I just like feel like I can connect again back yeah. to my place where I belong. I've heard that a lot with people that have maybe been taken out of it for a little while or spent time away and then they come back and it just comes back so naturally. It kind of everything just falls back into place. Yeah, I guess it's like for anyone really if they they move out of somewhere that they've grown up um and they they feel comfortable in that in that sort of place, you know, they feel a connection to that place. Um it could be where your upbringing is or um, you're always going to have that connection, even if you move away. It's still inside you, and I guess you keep thinking about oh, that play. I remember that place, or there's a particular place you really love to used to go, or something like that. 
Yeah, that's true. I guess I guess I can kind of relate to that in a way. My mum's Swiss and when I spend too much time away from Switzerland and my family over there, I start losing the language and then when I go back it all kind of it all kind of snaps back into place. Now, you were part of the band East Journey. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yep. Uh, when did that when did it form? When did it first come about? Uh, I guess it sort of formed around 2006, 2008, and then sort of progressed from there. We And then got into, um, you know, recording and we got some funding from different sources and some help from other people. And Susan Sandry was our first, um, I guess, manager that helped out a lot. And uh, and we got into the studio and we started recording songs. guitar and stuff growing up but I also learned in the high school as well when I came back I uh, went to school here there was like a few of my mates we used to just jam around and play Metallica and stuff like that so and that's where I sort of learned my friends taught me guitar yeah how old were you when you reckon you first picked up a guitar I must have been like maybe 15 or 16 okay so my father used to play a lot when I was younger, I used to pick it up, but uh, I I didn't really get into it until, like, I started listening to different music, and I was like, oh, wish I could play that, and then yeah. I just practiced, started practicing, and yeah, slowly slowly got there. Do you think? So you mentioned Metallica before. I I can't really hear hints of Metallica in like the music from East Journey, yeah. but like, do you have any? Do you feel like it influenced kind of, or what kind of music inspired? I. I Growing up, I listened to like all sorts of music, but I went through the phases, like <laughs> you know, through the nineties, and then you know, so yeah. on. It just music just started changing, and uh, I just went with it. Like I was like, "Oh, this is this is the sound now," and then I was like, "Oh, okay, this is the sound." So I was like, and then I don't know, yeah, I just love with uh, with heavy metal at the time. You know, all of my friends were listening to it, so um, I was listening, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is really cool." <laughs> I, I, and then I started playing the drums, and that's what sort of, I guess, I, why I really liked um, that type style of music. Yeah. And then I really progressed from there into hip hop and listening to hip hop and different sounds. And then as I, as I progressed through the music, I just I, I just love all music because 
as a producer now you gotta like um i'm i'm actually producing music now so listening to different sounds and different ways of playing music and just really experimental stuff and it just creating your own sound i think being true to yourself yeah is, is uh the best way yeah absolutely yeah do you have a favorite song uh that you like from from your time at in east journey so uh, i was also listening to like yacht indie growing up yeah. a lot of other indigenous rock bands but um you know like yacht indie is like pretty amazing because there's you know that ha- actually has a meaning it's a meaning um particularly like in political how they how they talk politically about issues <clears throat> so I, I love i love bands that can do that yeah it's, they have a voice and they can talk about different issues and creating positive change for you know future generations or that sort of thing is um very inspiring yeah and like and like rage rage against machine for example mm-hmm. they're like yeah just amazing and how they can create change and movements yeah so things like that 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 really inspires me yeah sweet do you have a favorite song that you guys created together as east journey um i don't really have i don't really have a favorite to be honest i yeah. like i just i just really like all the making music and yeah i, I love all the music yeah i don't i, I can't i can't really say that I have a <laughs> no that's so. fair fair enough so you you just said uh, you were working as a producer. You're working out at the Mulca Project, hey? Oh, uh, so yeah, I've just been there. I've been working there for two years now, and I just sort of first started out just um, learning the ropes in the studio, and and then um, sort of slowly learnt more and progressed, and then um, I think you you learn from your mistakes. So yeah. that's what I've been doing <laughs> <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm getting better. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I was reading. Um... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. About the Mulca project, and I, I read that um, the definition means sacred but public ceremony and to hold or to protect. So is that kind of like the objective of it? You're trying to preserve Jungle culture through audiovisuals and video and stuff? That's right, yeah. So the main main object of, or I guess for Molka is, is to um, preserve that knowledge and keeping that knowledge ongoing, but um, also it's an educational thing as well. So, you know, people can learn off about stories, different stories um, in Yolngo, about Yolngo people. Um, but it's also a place where people, Yolongo families can go and uh, look through the archives and find, you know, information about their, you know, about their elders or their, their family lines. 
Um, so fa- they can trace their families back in you know, several generations and get find a photo of their great yeah. great great grandparent. Yeah, yeah it's pretty sick. amazing. It's kind of like um, a modern day history books. Really, you're creating the basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. It's like um, yeah, just filing modern day history uh, of what's what's going on. Uh, you know, different ceremonies, but you know, these ceremonies haven't changed for how long you know how long people have been here it's they say 60,000 you know people say young people indigenous people many 60,000 but yeah, it's pretty it's, special it's so special do you have a favorite project that you've worked on out there uh yeah i've i've done a few projects uh so like with different artists there's a couple of artists uh one particular artist uh Yiringa Yunipinga I'm working with his music hasn't been out yet so I'm really really happy to um help him get his music out and see what you know see what the audience is like if they like the music and I'm happy um you know he's happy so so it's, it's good that's one of the main main things is helping people with that with the music do you ever see yourself jumping back uh, in the spotlight there and, you know, going solo maybe or starting a new band? Uh, yeah, I'd love to do it. I've got to learn to sing first. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not the strongest singer, but maybe one day I might. I've, yeah. I've thought about it, but um, I'm really, really shy about my vocals and voice. So I hear uh, singing in the shower. It just helps. Just uh, you've got to yeah. do it more. Uh, maybe, maybe I should do that more. <laughs> Going away from um, uh, the career side of things, so you got married recently, is that right? Yeah, I, I got married uh, last year in August. And to a lovely German woman, right? Yeah, we we met here a few years ago, and at that time I was involved in tourism so I was I was a I was doing tourism in um, cultural tourism so with literary tourism is a indigenous tourism hub that my uh, elder brother um, helped develop cool so she uh, she actually did a thesis on indigenous um, I guess indigenous tourism so sustainable tourism in um in germany yeah yeah she she went to university there and did oh, the right. thesis but she came here and she did the work here okay and she did some of her study here and 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 um w- actually worked alongside with me how cool is that yeah for three months and then she came back again to finish it and then yeah that's sort of that's how we sort of like stayed friends that's so nice. Yeah. So that's a pretty specific thing to study, like especially for someone that's living in Germany to deci- decide to study sustainable indigenous tourism. Do you know what inspired that? Well, she's she's always she was always inspired about and wanted to learn about indigenous the indigenous culture, not just here but in the Pacific area as well. Yeah. Papua New Guinea, she did her studies there. So she's actually an anthropologist. Oh, by, wow. But yeah, has a master's in anthropology. But she did her thesis as a lead up to her master's and, and travelled around and learnt about different cultures. That's so cool. So did, yeah. you get, did you get married here or? No, no, we got married in, in near Lake Constance. So the 
on the border of Switzerland and Germany. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. How was yeah. that like? Having, was it like a traditional German wedding or did you have like Jungle aspects as well? Um, not too much Jungle aspects. Yeah. Um, my mother was there, my little sister and, and my stepfather mm-hmm. came along. Um, cool. But uh, it was very, it was, it was a Christian wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, um, I was, I'm Christian myself, so and yeah. her family's Christian, so. And did you go and spend like an extended amount of time in Germany and stuff? Like, how do you find the culture, the German culture? Um, Germans, Germans are very warming, welcoming people. They're, yeah, they're quite amazing. Like, and very help. Like, they'll help you. Helpful, you know. Very cheery and yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it's really nice. That's that awesome. great family. Cool. Yeah. Did you enjoy the German food? Yes, it's 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 different. Yeah. <laughs> the bradwurst. Yeah. Did you try one of those? No, 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 no. no I didn't try that. <laughs> no. I, I love they love their cheese. I know that. Like. Yeah. yeah. And sausages, right? Yeah. Like heaps of meat. <laughs> meat and and um, potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find when you guys are together that she cooks like German food? Do you have like a fusion? Um, household, like your lifestyle kind of gets a little bit of German influence, a little bit of Jungle uh, influence. Yeah, I, I, um, because I, I love going out, catching my own food and fishing and yeah. hunting, like mud crab and fish, fresh food, you know, and she loves that also. That ain't really get fresh sort of freshness. Um, but uh, yeah, sometimes we do a little fusion thing. Nice. So, Arian, what what do you, in an ideal world, what are your hopes or your dreams or your goals in the next like five to ten years? Uh, I just really want to. I think that it, I'm very passionate about community development, and I think how the community is going forward, and um, I guess develop developing is the you know, main word, I think, how can we uh, create an, a really a special community? It, it already is a special community, but creating an even more amazing community in, in sustainability and particularly in business. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's important, you know, like small business is really important for the community. There's a lot of small businesses here and we just, you know, for the community to, you know, for the future to hold on and, and to be more sustainable, and for the com- for the community to continue, it's uh it's really really important that we um, focus on development, um, northeast Arnhem Land and small business, um, and making it easier for business and yeah. business opportunities, not creating. Uh, you know, red tapes for for business development, particularly also if Indigenous people want to develop and use their resources in, in a sustainable way, then it should be an easy way to um, put that together and to, de- to, to develop that and help develop your enterprise. And that's what I'm really passionate about um, is creating opportunities, business opportunities for your if they want to create their own business, you know, making it easier. Yeah. Yeah, that's unreal. Mm. Uh, I'm actually chair of the of Literary Tourism now. So, oh, cool. um, you know, there are 
other you know corporate sectors that want to help um, in development, like in developing uh, tourism business opportunities. There are other you know other corporations and uh, that are willing to help, and I think is I think I think where the government is putting their money, you know, I think they should come on ground and actually listen to the people in the community yeah. on how how to best develop and and in particularly in in investment so um putting the the right money into the right resources in development for the region so i i think they should you know personally they should come here and, and see what's happening yeah. on ground and listen to the people and say this is where you should be investing in and this is where you should be investing in that that will help sort of i guess be help the community be more sustainable and grow have growth in the future yeah totally for anyone out there who may not be familiar with northeast arnhem land what would you say to them in regards to this region as a travel destination it's probably one of the most beautiful places if not in this country but on the earth yeah, I believe. <laughs> I, I'm totally with you. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's what I believe. Um, but yeah, for me, it's pretty special. Yeah. So I, I've met people that have come here and said to me, "This is like heaven," and I was like, "Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> and then, uh, but I've also had people that's like life-changing experiences for them. Um, you know, they just they said, "I, I didn't know this existed." You know, like, and I was like, oh, well, it does. So, <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's pretty amazing, you know. Like, um, there's a lot of the world doesn't know about it, so it's really tucked away. It's hidden, and we should we should share it to the world, you know, and on a in a sustainable way, not yeah. not overdo it. But yeah, it's a very special place, and it should be we should uh, be able to share it to the rest of the world. Yeah. Nice. Lastly, I totally forgot to ask you this uh, earlier in the conversation, but Arian, what does culture mean to you? I think uh, culture, you know, there's different cultures, you know, everyone has different cultures, but um, I think we all connect in a different levels and different ways. Um, people connect through their different cultures and I think it's also about uh, respecting one another's cultures, um, respecting one another's cultures, and learning one another's cultures is um, how people can connect with one another, and then creating, you know, friendships through that, and um, uh, particularly, you know, just being open to uh, people's people's cultures and different ways of living. But uh, it's, I guess it's at the end of the day, it's all, it's all about who you are as a person at the end of the day. Like, are you going to be a friend or not? Yeah. Um, you know, so I think, yeah, everyone has their different views on different cultures and whatever. But uh, at the end of the day, it's who you are as, as a person. Like, uh, um, are, you, are you helpful? Are you going to you know, be a friend or... If, yeah. if not, then that's that's your view, how you see things differently. Yeah. Totally. Arian, thank you so much for coming in for a chat. 
you are doing all of these incredible things, exciting times ahead for you by the sounds of it. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. So thank you so much. It's okay. Thank you for having me. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but that was already the 10th episode of Northeast Arnhem Land with Mon. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. I certainly have. I need to give a big shout out to everyone who has come in for a chat so far. Every time I do one of these, I'm left feeling absolutely inspired. A huge thanks to GovFM. Without them, this podcast would not be possible. And of course, thank you for hanging out. I'm Monica O'Hanlon. I'll see you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.